Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for the Luke Live Lounge with myself, Dan Bardell, and Tom Julian, who I must say, staying up has, has made you look good. Trendy Tom Julian, I've just called you. You're looking quite sharp tonight, <laughs> I would say. Probably the best hairstyle I've ever seen from you. It's uh, it's what I like to call straight out of the shower. And, uh, you know, I've, I've worked hard and I literally haven't done anything with it, but I appreciate the the, the nice sentiment. I, I was sure. I really like it. When you whispered trendy Tom Julian just before we went live, I was sure there was there was something worse that was gonna come. But uh no, it's quite a positive start. Maybe maybe the whole the whole thing about Aston Villa, you know, doing better and you being a nicer person is 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 already coming to fruition. I mean, pretty much been stressed for the whole whole you're nearly twelve months now, isn't it, since the last season started. So we have pretty much all been stressed. Yeah. for 12 months so it is nice to have a little bit of respite from that stress and not having to worry about Villa going down because of course we have we have stayed up and we- we're all delirious about that and we'll be going on to that in more detail but just saying that out loud the fact that it has been 12 months of worrying about Villa's Premier League plight that's mad it, it is mad um and it can't be good for the ticker for for anybody's anybody's health um but uh we don't have to worry about that for at least a couple more months now, uh, the, the comments are already flying in. Um, Bardell with the tan from Ben Reed, Dom Phillips asking, how the, how's the holiday going? So uh, do you want to give us a quick Spanish update before, uh, before we get into the, the nitty gritty? Yeah, I mean, I, let's face it, the holiday could, could become quite a long-term thing. I could, could end up being, <laughs> being stuck here. Very continental show tonight with coming from Germany and, and Spain. But no, it's good. I mean, I've pretty much been drinking non-stop since... Uh, since Villa stayed up, so disobeying my own my own rules of uh, not not celebrating finishing seventeenth because it's small time, <laughs> but I'm I'm on holiday, so it should be allowed. No, it's, it's been really good. It's absolutely boiling here, and I'm having a good time with my pals. 
And literally, as soon as you touch down, probably, they, they announced the new quarantine rules. So you're going to have to self-isolate when you get home, I imagine, yeah. unless unless you are stuck there, like you say. Yeah, not a big deal to me, though. I mean, work from home every day anyway, so it shouldn't make too much of a difference to my life. It'll just mean I'll be around to do any videos in, in the summer if, if Villa make some big movements, which I'm hoping they will do. Mm. Yeah, well, that will probably be for another video. I'm not sure how much of the transfer targets that we'll get into today. But you, you have noticed already, I imagine, that all of the sky sources, the, oh, we're linked with this guy, or oh, I'd love to get this guy. It's already started, hasn't it? There's there's a, a tidal wave, I would say, of, oh, yeah, we should go in for him, we should go in for him. You know, football doesn't sleep when it comes to transfer rumours. No, I mean, they've got to obviously have it more condensed this, this time round as well. So they're having to get all their a load of rubbish rumours into, into a shorter space <laughs> of time. The, the, the papers and whoever else comes up with, with, with all the rumours, all the clickbait. So they're, they're having to work in a smaller time frame, aren't they? But we'll be linked with hundreds of players as ever. We'll probably, I imagine we'll sign about four or five. Maybe, I'm not sure on, on the outgoings at the moment. But it should hopefully be... I mean, last summer was exciting, wasn't it? Because we've, we've signed a lot of players and obviously you haven't seen half of them play. You do start to get excited because everyone looks like a world beater on YouTube. But I think this summer will hopefully be a little, will be a little more cutthroat, if, if you know what I mean. We'll move a, move a little bit quicker. We'll be a little bit more concise in what, in what we're doing and we'll see some, some good players that we can get excited about through the door. Hopefully for me, some proven players. Yeah, well, so the guy that won't be pulling the strings and bringing those players in is Suso Patach. He left the club yesterday, um, probably the first bit of business done since uh, since Premier League survival was confirmed, Dan. You know, this has been a kind of uh, a, a very well-known rumour from, from all parts that Suso wasn't long for, for, for staying in the job. And it's, it's a bit of business that's all done and dusted now. Um, so happy happy with that and ready to move on. I don't say happy because I don't think I'm ever happy when someone loses their job, but but it hasn't really worked. And it sounds like from what's coming out in the press that, that it's not working at all at the moment. And Suso and Perslow had some difficulties. And I think the stuff that's come out about Suso today, I don't know whether, whether you've seen it, the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. I, I don't personally, in my opinion, I don't think Perslow's perfect. I can imagine him to be quite difficult to work with. And I'm sure more stuff will be coming out in the coming weeks about their relationship. But it's not a surprise, is it? Because we all knew it was happening. So no no one was surprised by the news he was going. It's Hopefully, that if they're planning to keep with that model, they've got someone lined up because otherwise, who, who is in charge of, uh, of transfers? It would be great if it was Dean Smith, but I don't imagine that that would be how it exactly works. So it's it, that's something that we, we need to press on and, and try and get sorted quite quickly. But you'd imagine... There's been going ons behind the scenes. I've not, I've not really seen anyone, anyone linked. I've seen Dan Ashworth mentioned, but I presume that's just people saying who, who they might like, and that would be something that I wouldn't be against. But that's all rumour and speculation, as far as I know. Yeah, I think you referred to it earlier. Guillaume Balaguer made some made some comments on on the Suso um, relationship with Perslow, and I think I think it should be worth worth noting that when Suso first arrived in in April 2018, it was. Um, Guillaume Balaguer wrote a glowing piece. So they're obviously old pals. There was obviously some some kind of um, support there, I imagine. But like you say, I think it is it, these these things often do fall in the middle somewhere. And um, you know, they're both ambitious people. They're both at the top of their top of their game. You know, Suso won a lot with Valencia and Atletico Madrid. You know, he's got a got a stellar reputation, or at least a, a stellar pedigree. Um, didn't really work out 
at Villa and and Perslow as well as, as as worked for some of the biggest clubs in the world. So you know if they've got two compromise uh, uncompromising styles, uh, which it seemed like they did according to Balagay's comments, then uh, then there was always going to be trouble in paradise. And uh, uh, Perslow seems to have won that power struggle. And uh, and now, like you say, it'd be interesting to see who comes in. As I say, I don't think there's any, anybody actually confirmed other than what people would like um, so far. So that remains to be seen. But like you, I hope that the business is done early so we can get a clear clear transfer policy that, that has Dean Smith's backing. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be an agent in Belgium who's absolutely devastated. He's, he's going to be crying <laughs> into, into his dinner tonight, isn't he? Because let's face it, the contact, the contact book seems to be pretty thin. At times, since then, to only be able to, to get flights to Belgium to pick up players at one point. But Perslow's a, he, he's got a, st- a stake in the club, so you, you're never going to win that battle as, as Suso. And it, it kind of sounds a little bit like, like Suso has walked to me. I, I didn't think his contract was coming to an end this summer. I could be completely wrong, but it, no, it just sounds yeah. like, is it, is it, it's like a, it's not, it's like a mutual decision. I guess it's a mutual termination. I guess but- it's mutual consent. I don't know. That's that's what's coming out of the Guillaume Balagay camp, which again, you have to take with a little bit of pinch of salt. I think that there's it's the Suso side of the argument for sure. So I, I don't think we really, well, I certainly don't know. And it sounds like you don't know either in terms of, hang on, I've just seen a comment. Ben Reed, who says, Bardell is sporting director, Julian is kit man. I mean, if anything. A bit, a bit harsh on you, I think. It, it should be the other way around, if anything, with your expert knowledge of kits and my expert knowledge of, of transfers and finances. I think uh, I think we need to split that up and, and spin it around. Yeah, um, I mean, if, to be fair, even if if you were kit man, suddenly Villa's kits would be made by all the all the charity shops and stuff. There'd be, there'd be all sorts going on. People people wouldn't wouldn't like the new the new shirts because that's the only place you get your clothes from usually. <laughs> if, apart from apart from I can say that Luke sorted you out with some gear, so there's a first time for everything. Luke Rope has sorted me out for the Luke Live Lounge. He can sort you out too as well. Um, so if you if awesome. you do if you do fancy oh my gosh if you do awesome. fancy to uh, getting yourself a little discount, head to Luke1977.com. Use the code TVV20 for twenty percent off almost everything. The only thing that doesn't uh, count in that is the Dapper Villain range. Um, because 30% of proceeds for the Dapper Villain range go to the University of Birmingham Hospitals Trust. Uh, we'll be giving away some more of the Dapper Villain range later on, including a 225 quid jacket. So um, make sure you stick around for that because that's a that's a tasty bit of kit. Um, so, yeah, so Suso is out the door, Dan. And Dean Smith, as we mentioned earlier, stays. He was, excuse me, he was one that we thought might be on his way out, even if, even if Villa did stay up, and now all the all the news is saying that that Smith is here to stay. You know he's going to be given a little bit of a transfer uh, fund to to spend, and um, it's going to be Smith's team going forward. Yeah, and, and and so it should be. I mean, I think I think I'm spe- I'm obviously going to be speculating, but I, I've got an idea in my head of of what I think has, has transpired, and what I will say is I think Villa have potentially sounded out some of the managers, and that maybe the plan was. To replace Dean, but it seems to now be a, a feel good that, that swept over the club in the in the last four games. Because even if we were going to stay up at one point, it didn't look like there was going to be a good feeling around it because we we were just so turgid. But the la- the last four games have kind of turned it all around. The, the players, importantly, because they are the important ones, they love Dean Smith and they want to work work under Dean Smith and want him to keep the job. You, you can see that 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 they all like him. 
ex-players that have left the club in the last year, they all talk very highly of him as learned a hell of a lot from a, a season in the Premier League, having been a, been a rookie Premier League manager for, for a year. And he, he'll, he'll only become better from that experience and hopefully he'll be able to work a bit with a bit less constraints this time round, be able to do things his own way a little bit more. There'll be a bit, a bit more trust in the manager, which is something I want to see. And we'll have a good summer. But for me, absolutely the right call that Dean Smith should be the Aston Villa manager next season because for me, he 100% deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. What about the what about the whole team around him then, from from Kelly to Terry to uh, Neil Cutler, the goalkeeping coach? Do you expect the whole team then to to stay, or are we still expecting Terry to maybe head to Bristol City or, or potentially another job? Well, Hugh Chris Hewton's gone to Bristol City, I think, or that was oh. happening. Just as I was about to go away. I don't know whether it's gone through, but that was. I think he has gone. I'm sure he went just as I was I was going away. So John Terry's a, a funny one because. It wouldn't surprise me to see to see him leave this summer, but there's got to be a job. I don't think there's going to be a high turnover of, of managers now at the, at the end of the season because it just the way the world is. I just don't see that that's that's going to happen. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Terry leave. I think O'Kelly and Cutler are, are trusted lieutenants of Smith. Neil Cutler, very very good at what he does. Really highly rated as a goalkeeping coach and someone who you can tangibly say has improved the goalkeeping situation. Uh, Villa Park. I mean, I know Nealand wasn't great when he came back after the break, but before that, you could really say that he, he working under Cutler had been really good for him. So Neil Cutler's proven and one of the best younger goalkeeping coaches in the country. So he, he's a real good person for us to have around. And O'Kelly's worked with Smith for years. I wouldn't be against seeing someone fresh come in amongst it as a coach if John Terry did leave, though. I think someone who knows the Premier League a little bit better, that's what I want to see from Villa this summer. I want to see people that know the Premier League coming into the club and I think an experienced Premier League coach would, would be a good thing as well as some key Premier League signings in, in key areas. Uh, Don Phillips says Craig Shakespeare in an assistant role maybe he's the he's the kind of experience that, that you're potentially looking for uh, you know there's I'm, I'm sure there's a few options there and now Villa remain as a Premier League club that's a very attractive option just to confirm Chris Hutton hasn't taken any job just yet there's a potential he's interested in the Watford job as well uh, via a quick Google search just then okay. so um, we'll keep an eye on that one but yeah it'd be interesting to see what's what's happened with uh, what's happening with John Terry Adam Wright says Cutler has done a good job uh, with set pieces as well um, so you, you know there's there's a whole it kind of feels like it's one of those, this is a bit of a sliding doors moment, hopefully, where, you know, we could have gone down, got rid of the whole coaching staff and started completely again. Now we have this opportunity to to build this relatively young coaching staff into, hopefully, some uh, a, a kind of management structure that's going to keep us in the Premier League for, for many years to come and not only just keep us there, but, but keep us building and growing. Yeah, I'm quite... A fan, though, of, of freshening things up a little bit within the coaching staff. If you think of Alex Ferguson's teams, he used to do mini rebuilds all the time, didn't he, Alex Ferguson? Mm. And he used to freshen his assistant manager up quite often. I can think of Carlos Queiroz, Steve McLaren, Mike Phelan. So he changed things. He was always there, but he changed things, and it keeps people motivated, and it keeps them interested. And rather than changing the manager, it's just a having a coach as a different voice to me would, would be quite a, a big thing if you freshen it up every now and again. So, like you, I want to see this younger, co youngish coaching team moulded into a, a coaching team. You know, Moyes was at Everton for years, mm. and they were pretty consistent with, with what they were doing when he was there. That, that's what I want to see from Villa, is try and be the, the best of the rest and have a, have a coaching team and, and a manager who've been at the club long term, and then but just keep that little bit of freshness. Mm -hmm. as well 
Absolutely. Uh, one of the, one of the players actually on the pitch that's that's keeping everybody uh, not necessarily guessing, but you know his his future is up for grabs. It's Jack Grealish. Um, there there are now stories I mentioned earlier. It's all the Sky sources coming in that Manu interest has cooled because the price has gone up. Villa now maybe not in such a pressurized situation to to sell Grealish. Uh, from from your understanding, Dan, is is Grealish still out the door, or is it? an up-in-the-air situation uh, as we speak? Well, all, the last five, six months, I've been very emphatic about what I understood and thought was going to happen with, with Jack leaving. And I don't think it's as clear-cut now. That, that The staying-up's obviously a, a very big thing. To me, we, we were definitely going down, so that was a that was a contributing factor. But you kind of get the feeling at the moment that something might have changed a little bit. He could very, very well st- still end up leaving, but... He's got three, he has got three years left on his contract. The owners will be absolutely desperate to keep him. It wouldn't surprise me if they, if they chuck some money at him and, and tried to get him to stay. I don't think it's about money for him, in fairness. I think he would probably just want to test himself at the highest level. But because of the way the world is, and I was thinking about this earlier, COVID actually could have completely saved Aston Villa's season, really, because the mini break did do us some good and we did rejig a few things and saw ourselves out. But it could also impact Jack's future. As well, it could end up because people have got less time, they won't potentially be able to throw as much money around as they would have done. It could end up that, that he does end up staying, but there's going to be interest from him. I mean, Greg said in The Athletic that he wouldn't rule out him going abroad as well. So there's definitely going to be tangible interest in Jack Grealish. But a day like he, like he had on, on Sunday, keeping his team in, in the Premier League, and you can see what it means to him for, for Villa to do something of no. You can see all the pictures on social media of how much it means to him, the pictures of him and Dan Smith. Yeah. You, never, you never know that that could just play a part. Mark Mitchell says never. you should never believe Sky sources. Uh, Bucky, I think JG is off in January. Andy Brogan, Grealish definitely stays. And Rod Humble, bored of the Grealish speculation. Just ignore it. Let's focus on our club. But to be fair, Rod... He's captain of our club, so yeah. I think uh, I think we're, we're we're definitely focusing on the club. If he if he goes and leaves, then then maybe we'll stop talking about it. But hopefully not. And um, you know, like you say, maybe maybe the Smith decision is impactful um, in in Jack Grealish's future. We shall see. Um, he loves was... the, he loves Dean Smith. He absolutely adores Dean Smith. By the way, yeah. He, so what he, did he tweet? He just don't know. He tweeted my gaffer, didn't he, and, and yeah. a heart and and a picture of him hugging hugging Mr. Smith, and uh, you know you can't you can't underestimate that kind of faith in a in a player. If, if there's any doubt in in Jack Grealish's mind that he's going to go to Man U or Man City and sit on the bench, you know, whereas whereas he's absolutely loved here and we're still a Premier League team and there's an opportunity to grow, that's a massive thing for a, for a young player. I, I'm kind of of, of the opinion. I think we all are that he's good enough to to play in a European team. Um, it's just sometimes as a young player you, you're good enough, but you just don't get the opportunity, or it just doesn't fit right. And and that's a, that's a gamble. We've seen we've seen that happen before. Um, and so I think I think it's important for Grealish to take maybe a couple of weeks to really work out what he wants. He's now yeah. in this kind of jubilation phase where where he's just done everything he could have possibly done to keep his, his boyhood club up and and the, the emotions will be as high as his spirits but now he needs to kind of take a level head really think about his future what he wants to do and and whether that lies with Villa or not I think it'd be an, an interesting time and only he and his family can work that one out yeah he's leaned on very heavily at Villa I know he's his opinion is very highly thought of by the hierarchy 
at the club, Jack, as well. So he, ha- he has a lot of sway. I just, as I say, I have been absolutely emphatic about it. And if I take my Villa hat off, and I was speaking as, as a neutral, I would say he should, he should go. Obviously, I don't want him to go because I'm, because I'm a Villa fan, but I think he needs to be playing at the absolute highest level, which he isn't going to do yeah. at Villa for the foreseeable future. But as a Villa, Villa fan and, and wanting us to do well and wanting us to keep our best players, Jack Grealish is completely irreplaceable. If he leaves, there is nothing we can do in the transfer market to, to offset that, in my opinion. Ben Reid says, uh, Grealish spotted in Barcelona airport, according to Sky Sources. I can confirm that's just he's just joining Dan on holiday. He's just... Oh, He's just going to the party villa uh, in Spain. Uh, if if there was one, if you could only strengthen one position on the pitch, Dan, this this transfer window, which one would it be? Where would you focus your attention? Well, obviously striker. That, we need a goal scorer at the football club. If you haven't got, if we don't, if we don't solve that again in the summer, then next season will again be a struggle because you need someone to put the ball in the back of the net. So we did sort the wings as well, but striker is an absolute must. Yeah. I don't know who. Callum, Callum Wilson was, was mooted in the last show we did, wasn't he? I, I don't think he'd be a bad sign. He's a, he's a local boy as well. I think, he, I think he's possibly born in Sutton Coldfield. He's def- definitely a brummy lad. So Callum Wilson would fit the kind of profile of the signing that I was saying in terms of his Premier League established. I think I could see him playing, playing the way Dean Smith wants his sides to play as well. I can see him playing in that system. So there's a couple of players at Bournemouth I, would, I, I wouldn't mind. I know they've gone down, but they've got a couple of really good players there who, who I wouldn't mind Villa having. So... Striker absolutely has to be sorted because if it isn't, we'll struggle again. Yeah, if we can get the the stats page up, uh, producer Adam, we can we can have a look at at our, our top goal scorer, which was Grealish in the end. I think uh, Wesley came in. This Premier League goals, Wesley comes in on five, but that's in in third. Trezeguet obviously with his with his three um, post lockdown sneaks into second place, but it's a pretty dismal total isn't it obviously that's that's not Wesley's fault he only played half the season and maybe he would have added to that as well but um it's it's it just shows Grealish top goals top assists I must admit I thought Conor Horan uh, had more assists than that but um you know that that really does show how how kind of in need of a, of a goal scorer we are yeah, Connor was in out in and out of the team, wasn't he? At yeah. one point in, in lockdown, it felt like after lockdown, sorry, it felt like he completely established himself in the best eleven. But f- throughout the season, really, he, he was in and out. If, he, if he'd have played more games, he'd have had, had more assists than Jack, I, I would say, and probably have more, probably be sitting on somewhere around five goals as well. One of the things that surprises me there, Dan, is is the tackles in second with with marvelous Nakamba, who you know, as, as kind of played intermittently I would say but to finish second in the tackle seems seems crazy to me I mean pretty much from September through to, through to February March yeah I mean McGinn missed a lot of games but Nakamba was pretty much a mainstay from September through through to March so there's a big jump from Nakamba in second to Gilbert above him in 74 so shows you that we weren't doing too well at getting the ball back through a period <laughs> so certainly I mean he's 39 interceptions as well for your defensive midfielder. That feels a, a little bit low, but I'd, I'd need a barometer just to see where that sits in the rest of the league. Unfortunately, I didn't ask producer Adam for that, though, so I'm not going to be able to have a look at that. We'll let you off because you're on holiday. Rich Griffiths there saying Wesley is still going to come good. Uh, there's been a few um, a few comments like that. Is, is Wesley the right man next season? Do you think he, he plays a big part next season? Obviously, you've... you've highlighted striker as a must improve area do you think there's a uh, 
do you think there's any chance that Wesley is our first choice number nine um, to start next season? Uh, he, not because of ability, but he absolutely shouldn't be. Right. Because he's he's coming back from a, a really bad injury and you never hit the ground running straight away after after a bad injury like that. We've seen McGinn coming back from an injury that it took him a while to get himself going. So even if Wesley long-term is the plan as the, as the main man, the number nine, there needs to be another striker, a goal scorer there starting the season because Samata, maybe a, pre a proper pre-season would, would do Samata good, but I wouldn't be happy going into the season with Samata, Davis and Wesley as the three striking options. They're absolutely... Has to be one, maybe even two strikers brought into the football club of note in the summer. Mm, so, Borja Baston probably not going to make it. No. no, no. I mean, no. I mean, wherever Suso ends up, he might he might follow him there. I guess. I saw uh, Wes Houlihan has just signed for Cambridge United, so we missed out on him as well. Oh, one day um, we'll get him. One day. <laughs> we should try try a bit harder next time. Move a bit faster. Um, it, it's true. The the other thing, Dan, I wanted to to get to tonight before we before we let you go because you're on holiday you shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be spending all your time with me um was, oh, absolutely was, not <laughs> was all this Bournemouth um I, I'm inclined to say nonsense there's there's been reports that Bournemouth are investigating legal appeals for the the ghost goal that, that never was um the Sheffield United ball that quite clearly crossed the line but um for whatever reason wasn't given by the goal line technology um what do you make of that, first of all? Joke. <laughs> Farcical, isn't it? I mean, you could go... I know, you, you can't predict what would have happened at that game if, if that had gone in. Like, anything could have happened off, off the back of that. And there's been... Every team will have had dodgy decisions. Villa have been the victim of some awful decisions and some awful VAR technology calls through the season. I don't think there's really a, a leg to stand on from Bournemouth. It's, it's pretty desperate, isn't it? I know, obviously, they're very disappointed to go down, but nothing, nothing's going to happen with that. Absolutely no. nothing. Villa, Villa aren't going to get punished, punished for that. I think we've seen these things before, haven't we, where Team X launches legal appeal to, to try, but it, it, I don't think it ever even gets anywhere at all. I saw the, uh, yeah. the, the um, I don't know if it was a joke, but the, the change petition to try and, uh, to oh, try I saw and that. get it. It had like seven signatures. I've never seen a petition fail so so horribly. Yeah. Even, even the Bournemouth fans aren't signing it. I know that's really that's really bad. Well, seven is around for probably fifty percent of their attendance, isn't it? <laughs> the, the ground's very, very, very small, so they, maybe they are all getting involved. I don't know. Yes, that number did look low. I saw that and thought you can have a petition for anything nowadays and probably at least get triple figures yeah. for it. I could start a random petition now, and I reckon we might we might get somewhere near a hundred, maybe. Yeah. It just it just saw losers, isn't it? They had yeah. enough. They had ample time to make up the de the deficit. Then were they were they even they're ahead of us at that point? I can't I can't even remember. But do you, do you know what I mean? Ten games passed after after that. So yeah, stop you crying. That's it. I, I think I saw a. Well, I didn't think I saw. I saw a um a table going round on Twitter, which was all the VAR. If if VAR hadn't existed, what the table would look like. And I think Villa Villa was sixteenth. The the bottom three was exactly the same. What I thought was most interesting was in that table, Wolves finished third. Um, so you know, if anybody wants to cry about disappointing decisions, then then it's the Wolves fans because they they seem to have got the the raw end of the deal there. Manchester United obviously slipped much further down, I think, into into fifth rather than third with all their penalties. You shot my memory penalty did they have nineteen twenty was it in the end? They had a staggering amount of penalties. I think it was how many penalties? We, we only got like two or three all season ourselves. I think it was two, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what the total was. I think Man U set a record, though, for the amount of penalties they had this year. Uh, so even even more than the Ferguson era, which was infamous for uh, for a few dodgy decisions. Um, listen, Dan, I, I, I want to cut this one a little bit short tonight because, yeah, like I say, you're you're on holiday, uh, but we do have some we do have some business to to go to. Oh, there we go. Are we seeing penalties here? Penalties scored by Villa one. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah, uh, I can't. I can't even remember it. <laughs> I remember us missing two penalties, Wesley and uh, Jack. I don't remember scoring a penalty. No, I have no, no memory of that at all. Uh, I did think this was interesting, though. I was looking at this earlier in terms of uh, just comparing the Villa and the Bournemouth, and generally, I think we we outdo them um, on on a, on most of the statistics. So I thought that was that was good to see. Uh, I remember the penalty. Go on, El Ghazi, Man City when we. Were, was a score at that point, 10 0. Yeah. Now we got we got a penalty last kick of the game. There you go. Well, that's we don't need to remember that again until it happens next season. Um, and hopefully we can we can account ourselves a little bit better next year. All right. I want to, to get to the to the Luke Live Lounge competition. Uh, every week we've been giving away a um, uh, a selection from the Dapper Villain range, uh, courtesy of Luke1977.com. Um, this is the the beautiful Dr. Venglos uh, coat, which uh, obviously inspired by uh, Dr. Joseph Venglos. Do you remember him well, Dan? I mean, I know his name, but I was—I think I was born, was I? Yeah, it was nineteen ninety. He. Uh, oh, no, I was. I was born in nineteen ninety. <laughs> he's the first Villa, uh, first, first foreign manager in the top flight, uh, according to my to my Google research. Only lasted a year at Villa uh, yeah. and ended up taking us to seventeenth in the table. So, so not a great season. Um, so, but anyway, this. <laughs> so I'm not sure why that why the name's been chosen by uh, by Luke Roper, but it has. Anyway, this uh, coat. This coat is a, a £225 piece of kit, so it's, it's very, very nice. And, and Luke has given it, given it to us, especially in celebration of Villa staying up. So what we're going to do with this one is we're going to uh, have a competition on Instagram. Um, there is a there's a post that, that you need to comment on if you like the Villa View, if you like Luke1977, and then you comment on the post, uh, you will be in with a chance of winning this lovely bit of kit. Um, that's all we need to do, isn't it, Dan? In terms of, in terms of winning that, you and I unfortunately can't win it. That would look a little bit dodgy. Um, but we're going to draw a winner uh, on Friday afternoon, this coming Friday. Um, so it'll be a nice Friday treat, payday for some as well. Um, so make sure you get your name in the ring for that one um, because it's a it's a great bit of kit and it, it'll look very very smart. Yeah, lovely piece of lovely piece of equipment. I was going to say because you keep calling it kit and it's confusing. It's a really nice jacket, and obviously we appreciate that Luke and his team have given us an item of clothing every week to give away, which is, is a really good thing for us to be able to do and helps with engagement and things like that. So yeah, a, a big one to finish on. Yeah, and uh, we have we have our competition winner from last. Uh, week as well. Um, our competition on Twitter was to win the Yippee Again, another another lovely jacket in pewter width white, which is kind of like an off-white. It was a it was a terrible joke last week, and I don't know why I tried it again, to be honest. Uh, but we picked a winner earlier. Richard Johnson is the winner of that one. So well done, Richard. Um, get in touch with with the Villa View or with Dan uh, and somebody. Well, actually, don't get in touch with Dan. I'm, I'll give Dan a week off. He's on holiday. 
what a what a nice guy. Um, so far, since I've been away, I've literally been doing stuff like this every night. I haven't, actually, <laughs> I haven't done, been on the radio or done something of some description. Well, the season has ended now, so this is the last one I'm going to call on you for. Richard, if you if you get in touch with me or get in touch with the Villa View, we'll make sure we get that to you. And if you if you aren't if you, if you aren't lucky enough to win our our Dr. Vengloss jacket, uh, you can use the discount code TVV20 for 20% off. Uh, as I say, uh, just go to Luke1977.com, use TVV20, uh, and you can get 20% off almost everything. Um, as Dan already said, the, the, there is a, um, a a great help for us if, if you can use that code. It's obviously good for Luke, but it's good for us as well. Shows that that you guys are engaged with us and, and we massively appreciate that as well. Um, we've done quite a, a shorter show tonight. One, because the Dan's on holiday. Two, because it's time to uh, time to reflect on the season, work out exactly uh, what we're going to do next year as the Villa View. Um, we've done, I think, 18 shows in the, in the last six weeks. Uh, you've obviously done your other podcasts and your other bits and pieces as well, Dan. So I think it's time for a, a well-earned break. Um, but, but for you and I, uh, we're going to work out what we do now. Obviously, I'll, I'll be staying in Germany. You'll be back in, in the UK in not too long, hopefully. Um, but we'll we'll make a plan for, for what we do forward and, and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, we did hit 20k subscribers, didn't we, at the weekend? So that, that, that's a good thing. I'm presuming you still haven't spoken to, to your wife. I, you I mentioned you I mentioned that we went over 20k subscribers. She went, oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, but she was clearly buzzing for us. It's yeah. a big, a big achievement, and she she rightly congratulated you in that way. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's not so impressed on the digital numbers, but uh, we'll see. We'll win her round. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's it's been good to come back, obviously, isn't it? Because it was a bit unexpected from us. We did we didn't didn't know that we were we were going to come back, but obviously the way the world's been, and no one been able to go to games has enabled us to to carve a little niche and get a couple of uh, of live shows going. So. I've enjoyed doing it, Tom. It's it's been really good. It's been nice to get engaged with people that, that watch the Villa View. Again, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I, I did actually really miss it when we stopped doing it as well. I, I miss talking to you every week, and the way that we've done this has enabled me to to stay in touch with you every week, and we're basically doing the same thing that we were doing. So it's it's been really, really good, but we'll, we'll hopefully come back. Hopefully we'll be able to make it work, but obviously we'll let everyone know on the, on the various social media channels what's going on. Hopefully it's not the end. Yeah, well, let's let's see. Hopefully not, indeed. Uh, and before I forget, we do have one more competition, which we launched on Sunday night. Um, we are giving away the uh, the 2020 2021 uh, Villa home shirt uh, on release day. So we are we are gonna we're gonna buy one, uh, and we're gonna give it to one of you guys. All you need to do is go to the villaview.tv. Um, and and you can you can click on a link there, um, or you can send your name in an email to win at the villaview.tv. Uh, all the terms and conditions are on the villaview.tv website. Uh, there's a couple of links on there. You can subscribe to our newsletter and also hit the links on on all of our social channels. Again, that helps us grow. Um, and and if we are going to carry on next year, which I, I think we both hope that we are. Um, following those and, and being on our newsletter and that kind of thing will really help us uh, to secure uh, to secure some growth and, and, and continue providing these shows because that's what we want to do. Um, finally, before we go, I should say thank you to Luke Roper and, and 
all the team at Luke 1977. They've been massively supportive of what we do um, and and we couldn't have done it without them. So thank you to all of the team and all of the team at the Villa View behind the scenes as well. We, we thank them all on Sunday, so I'm not going to do it again. Their heads will get too big. But um, it, it's been a real team effort here. Dan and I appear on the screens, but there's a lot of work going behind the scenes. So thank you to all of them. And thank you to you guys that, that keep on uh, keep on commenting, keep on um, getting involved. That's, that's why we do this thing. So, uh, yeah, thank you to you. We can all carry on enjoying uh, Villa being a Premier League team for another season. So that feels good. I think that's about it, isn't it, Dan? Yeah, the good news from all this is that the way everything's just been explained is if we don't come back, everyone knows it's nothing to do with me. It's not my fault. You, you will get the full plan. So that's, 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 a, that's a good thing. I mean, if we never come back, then nobody's going to win the home shirt and I'm just going gonna, gonna to pocket that one. So, uh, you know, everyone's a winner. No, we'll be back and we will give the way, uh, give away the shirt legitimately, I promise. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your holiday, Dan. We'll Thank speak you. soon. And uh, the rest of you, hopefully, we'll see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.